Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Thanks, bro. Thank you, Christian. There's about to be a new year in two days' time. Just to remind you that midnight in Noosa is at 9 p.m. So if you make it to 9 on Monday night, you know it's midnight. Just drive down Hastings Street at 9 p.m. You realise it's midnight. Everyone's gone. When you turn your Bibles to John chapter 6, we'll read from verse 5. Then Jesus... Seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But he said this to test him, for he knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks. Why don't we say that together? And when he had given thanks. He distributed them to the disciples. And the disciples to those sitting down. And likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled he said to his disciples. Gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gather them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over of those that were of those who had eaten and those men when they had seen the sign of Jesus said this truly is the prophet who is come into the world it's been a pretty pretty substantial year probably like every year but it feels substantial this year I just want to highlight a couple of interesting things that have gone down this year. The world's last male northern white rhinoceros died in Kenya, making the subspecies functionally extinct. What an amazing thing to consider. You, you, you're, you know, I mean, I'm sure the last few rhinos there don't realise it, but they're, they're actually, they're, their species is about to end. Wild Oats wins the ninth, Sydney to Hobart, they say the tenth. China's government approved a constitutional change that removed term limits from their leaders, granting Xi Jinping the status of president for life. The North Korea's supreme leader, Kim Jong-un, for the first time in his um, his whole leadership, left North Korea. First thing he did was he ducked up to see Xi Jinping up in China and then, uh, then he, in the DMZ, went down and caught up with, uh, the leader, the leader, I think his name's Moon from South Korea in the, in the demilitarized zone. And then he had that very famous meeting with the, with the good President Trump in Singapore where they fell in love and all those amazing things that, that Donald Trump tweeted about. Prince Harry upset every male in England by booking his wedding on the same day as the FA Cup final. Um, 
So we will neglect the rest of that story about the marriage. France won the World Cup, Soccer World Cup. Cinemas opened in Saudi Arabia. They haven't been opened since 1983. They opened this year and the first movie they showed was Black Panther. And uh, another thing that amazingly happened in Saudi Arabia this year is that panel beaters from all over the world have moved to Saudi Arabia because they've finally allowed women to drive there. Uh, what I just reading the news. The, don't shoot the messenger. Twelve boys and their football coach are rescued from the flooded uh, Tam Luang Nan Non Cave in Thailand following seventeen day ordeal that just drew people from all over the world to come together and it was a special time. And uh, we we prayed for those kids, and, and it was just it was beautiful to watch them them be uh, rescued by those amazing divers from all over the place. Apple Inc. becomes the first public company to achieve a market capitalization of one trillion dollars. Scott Morrison succeeds Malcolm Turnbull as Prime Minister of Australia, and when he swore in, he becomes the eighth Prime Minister in eleven years in Australia. Be inspired. Many nations around the world celebrated the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I, Armistice Day, and uh, what a special time that was all over this planet uh, as we celebrated the end of the war. Donald Trump, he's still there tweeting. Britain's maybe still exiting the EU, we're not sure. Putin is still flexing. ISIS is supposedly defeated. Gender is apparently fluid now. Conjoined twins were separated in Melbourne. There were horrific fires in California. Planes crashed. Too many planes crashed. There was too many mass shootings. We saw, we saw tsunamis and earthquakes. We saw, you know, much devastation. We saw new life come in more ways than, than, uh, you know, than, than can be imagined. It's great to see new life and as, as we have sorrow for death, as we, we celebrate the new life. There were more Indian cricket fans at the MCG for the Boxing Day test than Australian fans. I don't know what is happening. PM Morrison declared West Jerusalem as the capital of, of Israel. Many changes around the world. Many changes. Many amazing things, many terrible things. In our own lives, many things have happened as well. Yet some things remain the same. The love of God, the word of God, the redemption of Christ, the hope of Christ, the leading of the Holy Spirit, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And then there's obviously taxes. They're not going anywhere either. So how do we get a little closure at the end of another full year? I want to just read one verse out of Hebrew 12, 28, actually two verses. It says this, Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, we, you and I, are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. You see, it begins with thanksgiving. The way we end something well and begin something afresh is we, we, it, we begin with thanksgiving. We give credit. We give credit. At the end of every movie, 
what happens while everyone's walking out? They show the credits. They give credit to the, to the, to us. Kristen, we we're watching a show the other day and there was a new, a new person came on the show. And Kristen said, I wonder whether we'll like this new character. And I said, we will, it depends on what the uh, writer tells us we will do. At the end of the day, whoever writes the script defines whether you're going to like a character or not like a character. You may like the actor in another show, but the writer of this show decides whether you're going to like it. So we fall in love with characters, but the credit due goes to the writer, to the author, doesn't it? I was, I was watching uh, Russell Crowe, uh, who, who performed so amazingly well that he, that he won an Oscar for, for um, Gladiator, for his job as um, Marcus Aurelius in... in um, in, in that in that amazing film Gladiator. Anyway, what he was auctioning off the vest that he wore as a gladiator in, in the Colosseum, and the the reporter who's who's interviewing him said, "Well, it must be you know you must have such a bond with that you know with that piece of equipment." And he said, "You know what? For me, that was just something I did for five minutes back in 1999." He says, "I think it means more to the rest of the world than it does for me." For me, it was a job. For the rest of the world, they were bonded to a story. I was just delivering lines that someone else wrote, but everyone else was bonded to a story. And I thought, isn't that amazing? He won the Oscar, but he's not even bonded to that character like the rest of the world bonded to him. You see, we need to give credit to whose credit is due. We need to get give credit to the author of life, to the finisher of life. We sometimes give too much credit to the moment, too much credit to what we see with our natural eyes and we forget the reality of who credit is due, who thanksgiving is due to. I thank you, Father, that your word is inspired. I'm inspired by the words of men. I love it when Christian preaches and his words are so inspirational. But I thank you, Lord, that your word is truly inspired. I thank you that when I read these words on these pages that they are inspired by your Holy Spirit. I thank you that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Nothing can cut through like your word. Nothing can get to the core of my life like your word. Nothing can separate how I'm feeling from my spirit like your word. I thank you that it is cleansing me in Ephesians. I thank you that it discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. I thank you that I can stand on the promises found within it. I thank you that you are enlarging me in my distress, Psalm 4. I thank you that your understanding is infinite. I thank you for the people in this room. Thank you for those whose generosity and passion brings life to this community. I thank you for the smiles of those people on the door. I thank you for the leaders who have gone before us in this place. I thank you for the elders who are the foundation of this place right now. Thank you for the band. How amazing is Amy Connectly singing, You Are Good This Morning. Wow. You know, we thank her, but the reality is Riley was doing all the work on the drums. <laughs> he, was, he was just keeping her in line. If he wasn't there, she would have been singing all over the shop. We thank Riley for his rhythm. We thank you for the prayers, Lord, for the business people, the mothers, the teachers, the kids, the teenagers, the retirees, the cafe staff, the kids workers, the sound people, the music team, the pastors, the street workers, the disciples, the missionaries, the foodies. And Lord, thank you for all the stuff. Thank you for that we get to sit on soft chairs now instead of hard chairs. Thank you for the haze machine that makes the lights look so beautiful beaming down on our singers. 
First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 22, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. See, at the end of the year, we're caught, like we call this the, we call this, this Sunday, the Sunday that's trapped forever between Christmas and New Year. The Sunday where people are sort of, you know, coming out of their shell into public and putting on, you know, good clothes for a day or so. And then they dip, dip, step back into their, into their, into that week that, that the world, um, turns into a whole nother bunch of people. So we come out and I want to encourage you. Let Thanksgiving grab hold of you this morning. When you look at your yesterdays, give thanksgiving for how you have grown, for how you have been stretched, for how you have been able to influence. When you look at your tomorrows, thank you for the opportunities that are to come. When you think of today, thank the Lord for the people who are with you and for the air that you breathe. Why is it God's will that we thank him? Because he needs it? Why does God command us to thank him? When someone else comes to you and says, thank me. Whenever Arabella sneezes and someone doesn't say bless you, she says, bless you, me. Don't you? God doesn't need our thanks. It's another one of his deep theological Jehovah sneaky methods that that get us into this place where when we thank him, we get to experience something new and something fresh. See, God's plan for us is that we live in the victory and the freedom of Christ. First Corinthians 15 says this, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. I want us to gain a new appreciation this morning for thanks. As you're about to step into a new year, as you're about to release another, an old year, I want us to embrace a new thanksgiving like Psalm 100, those famous words. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Colossians says, And whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. God wants to remind us today, I believe, to get grounded in thankfulness. You see, when we give credit, when we give thanks, you know, it, it creates a platform of freedom for us. Whoever you give the thanks to, all the pressure's on that person. The pressure's on the person that you give thanks to. So we think thankfulness is, you know, I love getting credit, but when credit gets given to me, man, I've got to just keep performing at that level to keep getting more thanks. I've got to keep coming up with these messages every week that, that you know, if, if I do this message for you to say thank you to me, man, the burden is impossible to carry. If I just say, Lord, what do you want to say to these people? Then the burden's off, isn't it? The burden's, the pressure's off. And then I can say, thank you, Lord, for that word. And if it was everyone hated it, I go, Lord, well, thank you, Lord, for that word that you gave your people today. I bought a loader from China recently, a front-end loader. The brand name is Strongbull. And uh, on this loader, it's got a hydraulic oil tank and a fuel tank. And, uh, and they both exact, look exactly the same. One's on one side, one's on the other. But the good, uh, the good factory workers put the uh, fuel sign on the hydraulic oil tank and the uh, 
hydraulic oil on the fuel tank sticker. Anyway, after about five hours of running my machine on uh, hydraulic oil, uh, it just stopped for some reason. And, uh, and uh, you know, I thought I was in trouble, so I rang up, I, I, I contacted China through WeChat, which is, their, which is our chat, chat line over there, and they said, oh, yeah, factory workers in China do not know, uh, cannot read English. So they just said, why don't you go see your local professional? That's it. And uh, so I did, and I went and saw Graham from church. He's my local professional, Graham Weller. He's a diesel mechanic. Anyway, he comes in, bleeds the engine. We dump. Unfortunately, because of the nature of where it was, I had to dump something like $250 worth of hydraulic oil straight onto the earth, and um, which is where it came from originally, so it's okay. <laughs> but I couldn't get a pan under it. It was that close. We filled it up, we bled the engine, and off we went again. And I was so thankful that day uh, for my brother Graham. He just came around, and you know, it was, it was a, I, I rang a bunch of professionals who wouldn't, who, who, and I just, and then I said, I rang Graham, and I said, mate, what do you think about this scenario? And he says, oh, I'll pop straight over. He came straight over, fixed it in ten minutes, and left, and just said, mate, you know, he just blessed me. And I, you know, and I, it, I was so thankful that day that um, that I had a friend who could who could stand with me as I walked through my my trauma. You see, we all have needs and desires and hopes and dreams and destiny and pain and suffering. They all want either support with or relief from. Whatever your journey is, you want support on the journey, encouragement on the journey, or you want relief from something that's happening while you're on it. But the reality is, the author of life is our first go-to point. The author of life is where we go because... All relationship with God begins with thanksgiving. How do we get, how do we get, what does that Psalm 100 say? We enter with thanksgiving. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. Interaction with God begins with thankfulness. I thank you, Lord, that even in my suffering like Christ, I'm learning obedience. How do you be thankful in suffering? It's a tough one, isn't it? You've got to have a broad perspective of life to be thankful in your suffering. You've got to have a broad understanding of, of God's ways to be thankful in suffering. So thank you, Lord, that you're teaching me obedience like you taught your son obedience through his suffering. What about other people? Let me give you an extreme thought on thankfulness. Why don't you try interceding thankfulness on behalf of other people? Some people are going, some people are, uh, are having a great life, but they have no concept of God. You see, what is thankfulness does, it enters us. It, 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 it gets us through the gates. And the way we get someone else through the gates is we intercede thanks on their behalf. Listen to this. Timothy, 1 Timothy 2, 1. Therefore, I encourage first of all that requests, prayers, intercession, and giving thanks be made for all men. Why? Because we enter his thank, his courts with, his gates with thanksgiving. So we intercede, we be thankful on behalf of others who don't have the capacity or the revelation to be thankful to God. And when we intercede thanksgiving, when we intercede uh, thanks, thanksgiving on behalf of others, it gives them the ability to walk through those gates into God's presence. What an amazing gift that you can give someone. I'm thankful that you've been blessed. I'm thankful that you got what you wanted for Christmas. I'm thankful that Riley has such good rhythm, even though I've got terrible rhythm. 
I'm so thankful that Dave Peel can write amazing books, even though I can't or haven't yet. I'm thankful that you have a great relationship, even though I'm struggling in some of mine. You see, we intercede for people's healings, for people's salvations, for people's finances. And I believe this morning we need to get extreme in our intercession and intercede thanks on behalf of other people. As this, we have bigger aspirations, more opportunity, better education than at any point in history. But mental illness is at an epidemic level in our society. Depression and anxiety are the number one you know, it used to be it used to be colds, now it's depression and anxiety becoming the number one access to our GPs. Why? Because our plans for the future or our failures of the past tend to rob us of thanksgiving in the present. We can get so caught up in our yesterdays or in our tomorrows that we forget about being thankful today. One of my challenges is that I have such a vivid picture of the future that I can become lackluster in the present. You see, I think when we, you know, God, is, He gives us this ability to see beyond what's in front of us. And if you, the problem with seeing beyond what's in front of you, you can actually, you can actually get a little bit uh, low about what's happening right now because you can't, can't everyone else see where we're going? It's this way. It's this way. Come on, everybody. Just let's go that way. And everyone's saying, but what about today? We can actually find ourselves living in a future, oblivious to the blessing of God in our life right now. We can forget to thank God for what he's doing right now. We can forget to love the person who's in front of us right now. Who's God called you to love? Well, who's in front of you right now? Have an amazing vision for the future, but don't stop being present. God is the God of who, who always was, who is to come, and who is right now. I don't think God wants us to get trapped in the past or in the future. He wants us to remember well and learn so that we don't make the same mistakes again. What does Maxwell say? You can live for, you can get 20 years of experience or you can have one year of experience 20 times in a row. He doesn't want us. He wants us to remember well. He wants us to learn from our yesterdays and make great decisions today. He wants us to see opportunities in the future, but he also wants us to be present in his name right now. Who's in front of me? How can I love that person? Thankfulness reminds us of God's capacity. A lot of the times we are looking for credit. I was talking to our previous pastor, Pastor Michael, this week, last week, and uh, we're having a chat, and, and every time I chat with him, I thank him for the platform that he created. I thank him that he, he inspired in me many of the things that I'm out, out living now. So many of the things that, that the platforms that you created, you didn't see the fruit of. But let me tell you, I'm walking in the fruit of some of the platforms you created right now. I would love to take credit for them. And with the church, I will. But with, while we're on the phone here, I'll give you the credit. We need to understand that, that God, that, that when we give when we give credit, when we give thanks, we're setting things right. When God created the world, he looked at his creation and he said those famous words that it was good. But when we look at creation, we see things that are beautiful, 
And then we see things that are just downright ugly. We eat things that are tasty. And then when our mother-in-law comes over, we eat things that seemingly are poisonous. You know what I mean? Some things are cuddly. Some things are scary. But God says that it's all good. When we look at creation, we look at it very different, very differently than God looks at it. When we look at it, we go, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, that looks nice. Oh, that doesn't taste very good. Mm, that's very nice. God says, it's all good. You just need to see it from a different perspective. And as we understand our Father in heaven, we realize that we're nurtured through beauty. We're enlarged by the scary and we are wise through the poisonous. Then we get to say, generally in hindsight, that it was good. The tough times of yesterday were good because they've enlarged me in wisdom. Those things, those poisonous experiences that I went through, you know, they were good because they've strengthened me. They've strengthened my resolve to stay focused. And those beautiful things, they nurtured me to the point where I was going to have another go. Remember, in everything give thanks, for it is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. Now I want to challenge you to wake up each day between now and the new year. So tomorrow. And thank God for something good. For a friend, for a great song, for a beautiful palm tree, for socks without holes in them that you can read or that when you turn a tap on, clean water comes out. For scripture, for a laugh, for the ocean, for a hot shower, just for a beautiful colour that you love. Let's bring our thanks, not our circumstances, to God. Let's start with our thanks. Remember we read at the start, Jesus fed the 5,000. Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise of the fish as much as they want. Thankfulness is the platform for multiplication. Thankfulness is a platform for multiplication. Here's the first key. What's the need around you? Some of the, some of the time, sometimes we get caught just flooding God with our need and never asking the question of what is the need around me? We know the needs. Jesus mentioned them. Some are hungry, some are thirsty, some are lonely, some are sick, some are na- naked, some are in prison. So when you look at your door, when you look out at Noosa, when you look at the groups, the community groups and the businesses or the interactions that you have, what do you see? Do you see a community that is hungry to be known, to be loved, to be accepted? That's what I see. And I see a church, and as I look out of this church, I see five loaves. How many fish? Two fish. Five loaves and two fish. People get people come to me and they go, our church must have this for it to be a functioning church. We must be doing the Alpha course. We must have this ministry. We must have that ministry. I go, we will have exactly the ministries that our people are. What have we got to give Noosa? We've got us. 
What can God do with us? Whatever he wants. God can take five loaves and two fish and turn it into enough food for 5,000 people. God can take a Wayne Jensen, Dave Peel, a Matt Leak. He can even take an Eric Bar with the most beautiful goatee. Manscape. He can take an Owen Litzo. And he can change Noosa. Why? Because first we give thanks. And when we give thanks, it makes room for God to multiply because he multiplies. When he is given glory, he can multiply. When we take the glory for ourselves, whoever gets the glory has the responsibility to multiply. Let's just give thanks to this young man who gave the, the, the loaves and the fish. What did the people say at the end when they all ate? They said, let's give thanks to that little boy. No, they said, let's recognize the prophet of the almighty God. What do we have? We have gifts and character and things and money and hope. We have different levels of authority. We have different skills. Some people can play the trumpet. Some people can count money. Some people can, some people can dig holes. Some people can surf. Some people can do many different things. We thank God for what we have. And then what do we do? We distribute it. We give thanks and then we distribute. We go, we give, we distribute love, we act, we nurture, we challenge, we do. Why doesn't the band jump up? Here's what's interesting, is that Jesus and the disciples spoke nothing of their own need. Do you think maybe they were hungry as well? Only the need of those around them. And when they fed those in need, what was left over was 12 baskets of fish and bread, enough for one, maybe, of each of the disciples. 12 loaves left over, 12 disciples. Disciples who didn't ask about their own need, they only focused on the need of those around them. Jesus did the miracle. They blessed it, they gave thanks, and they did the miracle Jesus did, did the miracle through the hands of the disciples and there was plenty left over for them. I want to encourage you this morning that your heart of thankfulness, you functioning in thankfulness, is the beginning of allowing God to take charge. And when God takes charges, when like the momentum can, Matthew 6.33, when we seek first the kingdom of God, how do we seek first? We give him glory, we give him praise, we worship him. Then all these other things will get taken care of. We've got to learn to not bring our need first and start bringing the needs of society around us before God. We thank God for his capacity. Then we bring him what are the needs of the people around us. And when we're thankful, when we give out of what we have and we say, this is all I've got, Lord, these are my two mites. The widow with the two mites gave more than anyone else that day because she gave all that she had. As you focus and what God is doing through you, he will completely look after you. Why don't you stand with me this morning? You know, I hope you have a, I hope you have a great beginning to the new year, church. And I pray today that the Lord would center you 
My prayer is that he will center your heart on him. That whatever is going on in your life, whatever is happening, whatever you've got in your hands, whatever you're dealing with right now, that, that you would bring a new thankfulness to him and give God permission to use you. Father, we lift up your name this morning. Lord, we thank you that as another year comes to an end and a new one begins, Lord, that those things remain the same, that you are a consuming fire, that you cannot be shaken, and that we are your children. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for your Son. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we anchor ourselves to that which cannot be shaken. We give you glory. We thank you, Father, that we are your children. We thank you for all that we have. We thank you for our hopes, our dreams, our talents, our gifts, our resources. We thank you for them, Lord, and we ask, Lord, to use them. Help us to distribute what you've given us, Lord, with thanksgiving so that the world can be blessed by you and can see you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. At church, we're going to sing You Are Good again. Let's take a moment as we sing this song to remember the greatness of our God, to lift his name up higher than whatever's going on. Whatever you're thinking about, make his name higher right now. Let's declare that he is good. Have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.